Yeah. So it's just, so it's weird, man. I do, like I, like I DJ different shit now. Like I'm DJing, um, I'm DJing for this beat collective called In Plain Sight. Uh, and co- like coming up soon, I DJ for them before, and all they do is a bunch of kids, is a bunch of cats that all they do is they just make beats, and that's the whole show. It's like three hour show where it's like half of the time they'll play maybe like other people's beats, and then they'll play their own beats, and they go back and forth. And the scene is the scene is different, and it's as wide as you want it to be. You know, like I can go somewhere. I just I I just did a mix for um this squad called Noigo. And all I played was like just groovy shit. Like I played like, play like the Rolling Stones, um, and then like Chance the Rapper. But I also played like some EDM shit by like Lesso. But everything was just groovy, you know. Uh-huh. And I think there's a lot of pockets with, with the way music goes right now where you can just play stuff that you want. And like, where I want to go myself and with my careers when I'm doing stuff like that. Like I wanna be like the DJ that's at Afropunk. Like I wanna be like DJing in spots like it like I wanna do festivals, do conventions and then like do my own shit. But do everything on my own terms, you know? Like I don't wanna have to keep playing fucking Katy Perry for forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like now when you say mm-hmm. when you say like you're making your own beat, now are you creating your own music or are you taking you taking other shit and, and so mixing me- it together and so me personally, I don't make beats. I don't. I don't make beats. I just DJ, right? I have friends that do. Like, we'll literally take some shit from scratch, and we'll make music. Okay. And I have a bunch of friends. You know, they they they'll do it both ways. Some people will just do shit from scratch. Some people will find samples and do the shit. Like back in the day, like like Jay Dilla, like your favorite '90s rapper producer, and like that's a like that's a whole nother wave, you know. And also, like, I'm just trying to go on tour. Like, either go on tour by myself or go on tour with a rapper or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing a show in Boston with my homie Soulcon coming up soon. Um, and like, like I like I said, when I w- when I was in South by Southwest, I w- I was performing with a lot of c- cats. So like, um, my homie K Gaines is the whole reason why I got to open up for Too Short and um, Too Short and George Clinton. And also, Lil Dicky was on that show. And Lil Dicky now is a fucking household name at the time. Yeah, we, we talk about Lil Dicky in my house all the time. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's that was that was nice. You got it for you got it for I wish I could have got to that quicker. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you could got to Lil Dicky quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was funny. It's better than having to deal with a big Dicky, right? No. Um, so <laughs> depends on your day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you never? Has no one ever asked you to play fucking Freaky Friday at a party? Freaky somebody, Friday? Yes, yes. Somebody did at one point. With Lil, with Lil Dicky and Chris Brown. It's yes. It's very weird wish fulfillment. It's very weird as... I don't know. I don't bring race into it, but fuck it. So, ahead. as being a black dude, someone's like, play Freaky Friday in a room full of white people. And there's, <laughs> So there's a point, right? <laughs> so if you ever watch the video, the whole point of the video is like Freaky Friday, like the movie. Mm-hmm. Where Lil Dicky switches bodies with Chris Brown. So, like, there's a point where... You know, Chris Brown is supposed to, is doing his verse, but he's doing it as if Little Dicky was in his body. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's walking around, he's doing all this shit, and he's just like, wait a minute, I wonder if I can say the N-word. Can I really say the N-word? And the next four bars is him saying the N-word <laughs> in different awesome. ways. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you feel, uh-huh. all right, 
I, I heard this on some, I, it was definitely on somebody else's podcast. Okay. But how do you feel about, I think it was, oh, God damn it. It was it was some rapper. You talking about Kendrick Lamar bringing a girl on stage? Yes, she oh, brings yeah. the he brings a white girl on stage, asks her to sing the lyrics of the song, and then the entire place fucking turns on her when she says the n word. So, I don't know if you remember a conversation that you and I've had before. Where we've had many conversations. It was so. There's the idea of the n word pass. <laughs> and you know, we were having a conversation. You're like, yo, if anybody can say the N word, I can say the N word. And I was like, Kevin, I love you. Like, nah. It's like, nah, but I'm good, right? And I was like, Kev. It's <laughs> like, for my sake, just don't. And you respected me and you didn't, which I appreciate. Now, here's the whole thing with the N word. It's usually like whoever you're around. And you're around for the most part, they make the rules about it. So if they're comfortable, if your friends are comfortable with you using the N word, then you use the N word at your own volition. I would not use it around other people that aren't your close friends. Um, I personally feel like if you're if you're a white person, you do not get to say that word <laughs> under any circumstance, even if you are repeating the lyrics. Now, in that one specific situation, did Kendrick set her up for failure? Probably. A little bit. I will say this: He probably thought that she that he was like, "I'm gonna put her on stage and see There's what she no does." There's no way. There's no way she's gonna yep, say yep, it. Yep. And she was like, "Fuck that." Uh huh. I'm out here. I'm saying a word, and she said the word, and he was like, "Come on, man." Like, but I mean, you know, like, here, here's here's my thing. You know how, like, back in the day, because I don't know how it works anymore, because everything's digital. But back yes. in the day, when you uh-huh. had an album uh-huh. or when you had a cassette. All right, you open that album. Yeah. The album sleeve. Little all right, in, inside it, inside of yeah. it, and the mm-hmm. cassette. If you open up the cassette, it had the lyrics in it. Mm-hmm. Does the lyric say? Lyric definitely says that word. So. All right. So. You, you know, know what I'm saying? It, it's uh-huh. it's not like, it's not like he was ad libbing and added it. She wasn't. No, no, no. Him. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, he, he fucking yes. thought to himself, hmm, what rhymes with bigger? And, yes. you know, <laughs> and what if, wow. you know? But, but I, right. you know what I'm saying? And he wrote it down. But it's one of those things, man. It's like, well, it, this is the thing that gets compared to other things for reference, right? This is the word that in in the United States has... So much meaning and so much history behind it, just because of the history of the country, right? Um, and the way I feel about it is, I use the word, I say the word, I say the word to people, and I might use even use it to refer to like as a general noun to just mean like a general person, or I might say for emphasis or like for hilarity, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But I get to say that because my people were literally brought here in bondage, and we work to like. We work to do to reclaim the word. All that I ask is that if someone that is outside of that community just don't use the word. Like I'm never I'm not gonna sit here and fight to use like the F word with a gay person. You feel me? Like I'm not gonna uh, sit oh, here. That F word. Yeah, that that <laughs> F word. That F word, right? Like I'm not gonna sit here and then try to argue with you that like, no, it means a bundle of sticks. <laughs> or I'm not gonna sit here and talk Cigarettes. to like a Jewish person and be like, yo. Oh no! Nah, it's it's a Tibetan 
It's yeah. the betting symbol, and we're just using it for that. I'm not gonna do that. The word hurts. Um, I was recently, I was recently like in a relationship with somebody, and the biggest thing that they taught me was to have empathy, right? And it's the fucking least thing I can do. Because when you're dealing with somebody that has to go through something where, like, a word is hurtful or they have to deal with a practice every day, like, like if I was if I was gay, I'd have to deal with so much more. Mm-hmm. I'd deal with so much persecution. You never know how someone's going to look at you crazy. So if I can do one thing to make your life that much easier, and if it just helps you just live and walk around, breathe easier by not using the word, I'm going to not use the word. So I would just hope that someone would have the same empathy and just not use the word. Now, listen... Hip-hop is super popular music right now, right? The N-word is used frequently in that, right? Mm-hmm. Every, it's like every other word. De- yeah, depending on who you listen to. It yeah. definitely is. It definitely is. I would just ask, like, know what the word means. Know the history of the word. Just don't use it around me. Don't use it in my presence. If you want to use it later, that's the decision you have to make with yourself. And if you can rationalize it, fine. In that specific moment, would it have been nicer if Kendrick was just like, hey... You understand, like, there's some there's a tricky word here. Just skip over it, you know? Like, you mean if he laid it out before she even before started? Before, yeah. But I thought, I'm pretty sure, because, like, if you listen to Kendrick's lyrics, he's super pro-black, right? Almost to the point where there are people that think that he might be, like, a black Israelite, and he's kind of, like, dropped tense on that. Do you know mm-hmm. what a black Israelite is? No. You know what a black Israelite is? Have either of you ever been to Manhattan and seen... A couple dudes standing on a corner, corner with a microphone and with a microphone like, is it almost yeah, like militant, and a like sword very, yeah. like, and like, like military style, right? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The, like, yeah, it's a specific sect at a, a specific uh, religion that takes like Islam and numerology, merges it together. Okay, and um, they also like a black Israelite is someone that believes that black people are the true Israelites, they're the true chosen people of God, right? Okay, so they're the people that'll be like, oh, all y'all going to hell because y'all believe in white Jesus. Christianity is wrong, and the white man is the devil, right? So, there are like some, there's some people that think that he might ascribe to that. So you might, he, you would think that in his head he'd be like, I should probably warn her before she does this, right? But he's just like, nah. And she says the thing, and if you listen, if you watch the old video, and you listen to the old video, he's trying to be nice. Like, he's like, yo, you said a word, I kind of need you to admit that, let's try this again. But the crowd had already turned on her. Yeah. So at that point, he couldn't get it back. He could have done more, but at the same time, it's like it's it's already so much. He's already like, yo, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to have, I'm gonna try to make sure you have a moment here tonight. Like I'm gonna bring you on stage. You can have your moment. You can sing the song. It's gonna be lit. You are gonna have like your friends take this video. Of you. It's gonna be the best moment of your life. And then it fucks up. And he tries to save it, but he can't save it. See, I, I, I think, I think he kind of knew. And I think he knew there would be controversy, and I think he knew that people would talk about it, and his name would be out there, and... Do you think it was set up to begin with? I think he might have seen an opportunity right there, and was like, oh, this white girl wants to come up. Okay, I know there's a lyric coming up that she's not going to be able to say. I, I do have a question. Did you watch the whole video? I didn't watch the whole video. I, uh-huh. I and again, I didn't watch the video. Yeah. I heard it on another podcast. Yeah. So if you watch the whole video, you can see these trying. What I'll say is this: if this was a rapper that was struggling, I'd be like, You're he right. said he, first. He's up. like at the time. He's literally. Everyone's like, who's the best rapper? Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And it's just 
It's that simple, yeah. right? So, like, if it was somebody else, I'd be, I would not give them the benefit of the doubt. Because this one specific situation, that's what I think it is. Music in general is just not weird right now. The industry's weird right now. Because the, the money that was behind it and has been behind it since, like, the 50s doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Just because of the internet. Yeah. It's just like they don't know how to make money off streams. They don't know how to make money off actual music. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they've been. The music industry has a history of screwing over the artists. Oh, yeah. The artists are kind of in a position where they can take it back and have these entire careers without having to play into the like machine of it. So right now, people are scrambling and searching. So that's why. We're having this whole debate about, like, well, is this good? Is this not good? Like, what's real music like? And then, like, what's the merit in this music? Or, like, what's underground and what's commercial? Because, like, fucking... I, I remember seeing Post Malone when this motherfucker was just a South by Southwest. And nobody knew who he was. Like, he was running around with an artist that um, the record label I was working with at the time was, like, was working with. And he would just come out and do his song at the end of Our Boy set, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's a much bigger star than the dude he was running around with. But it's just like, who saw that coming? Like, who knew that was going to happen? Whereas before, it was a trajectory. It's like, we found you, we built you up, we built you from nothing, and then we put you out. Yeah. And so now cats don't know how to work with that pipeline. Yeah, well, and, and another thing, too, is that you can produce your own shit. You don't need somebody behind you. You don't need a, 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 a machine exactly. to, to get you out there. Exactly. If you put your shit on SoundCloud, all of a sudden, you know... Everybody, shit! You could you could almost film your own video on YouTube. Yes, every you know, you, that's what like, a lot, a lot of people do. I mean, my daughter, my daughter sits there and watches these mm-hmm. ridiculous videos mm-hmm. of girls like making that slime, making and, slime. And, <laughs> and like and like doing these taste challenges and like all this other my, stuff. My, kid, my kids watch guys playing video games. Yes, yes, it's bizarre, but but, but that's and, mm-hmm. and they that's have a whole YouTube now. channel but with with. Millions of subscribers. You know, it's funny. YouTube mm-hmm. is where I go to watch music videos. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because like, you're not, you're not I mean, going to MTV for it because MTV yeah. doesn't show them anymore. Well, when I'm sitting there, like, you know, drinking in my kitchen sometimes, like, I <laughs> will, I'll go, on, I'll, I'll go on a tear and I won't stop. I'm like, oh, wait, what's this band doing? I look it up yeah. and I watch a video. And it's like newer shit and they're still making videos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but they're not putting them there. And it's just like they found a different way. And I think exactly. that, you know... A lot of it's going to go back to live shit, live shows. Yeah. Your live show yep. has to be good. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if you're not good, even if the song is good, I, w- I always had a feeling that, like, if you could put on a show, mm-hmm. people are going to love it. You know, whether it, you know, and, and if you have energy, you have, you know, charisma in the band, all that stuff, yeah. people are going to love it. But if you're just standing there like like a like a statue playing like a good song, it's not going to be the same. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like exactly. the, I always think of like Aerosmith. Uh-huh. Where they put on a like Steven Tyler doesn't stop, you know he he like back you know I don't know if he still does it now but back in the day he didn't stop he's running all over the stage, you know I, singing. I remember, doing his thing I remember and, seeing Springsteen and Springsteen was the same way when he did the Super Bowl he was all yeah, but, over that but stage once again, and he was fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Well he had the he had the whole yeah, yeah. thing you know I, you know he had the whole and ensemble. Prince Prince that's one of the reasons yeah, he's oh, dead God, right Prince. now Jesus Christ. because he had he had all that pain from from doing all the all those dance moves yeah. and he was 50 fucking years old so doing like, all those here, dance let, let moves let me tell you I, yeah. I, I, I recently last year I saw Guns N' Roses at, at the Garden mm-hmm. and I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan 
You know, like they're getting old, mm. you know, and I'm like, and my friend's like, oh, let's go, let's go. I'm like, all right, let's go. So we went, we went to the show, and let me tell you, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because they were just active, they were moving, you know, and the music sounded great. Every The whole show was great. You know, they had this big, like, staircase, and, and each yeah. one's walking up and down the staircase, moving around. Yeah. I wasn't bored, you know, but Can I've been to some shows where I'm bored. I'm like, oh, is this dumb question? Sure. Was Tommy Lee's in Guns N' Roses, right? No. Tommy Lee was Motley in Crew. Motley Crew. Motley Crew. Fuck. All right, I'm sorry. That's all right. No, because I, I was, fucked up before with the uh, uh, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching some video where these motherfuckers are performing and homies like on a levitated drum set spinning around. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, God damn. He, <laughs> was, he would play the drums yeah. on a thing that was spinning. The drum set would spin. And I was just like, yo, budgets in the 90s were fucking incredible. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's why they're all fucked up now. Yeah. I kinda, I Jesus kinda, Christ. Like, I, I wish I would have I wish I would have been able to see Queen oh, me oh, too. in their heyday. I, you know? I wish that I could have been at Wembley Stadium in 1985 when Queen did Live Aid. Live Aid? Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that shit was crazy. Holy shit, dude. I have it on DVD, yeah. and and this guy, all right. That's when your boy was on, and, his, and was on his last legs, know. though, right? Like, no, no, no. He he went until he went into the nineties. I thought he passed away like right after Live Aid. Or something. No, 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 no. Okay, but um, Freddie Mercury yeah. had the entire stadium mm-hmm. in the palm of his hand. Yeah, there's one point. Where he's on stage and he just goes, and like the whole fucking crowd goes, like, and he just does it for like a minute straight. And like they all, like, following every fucking thing he does. Then there's a song called Radio Gaga that goes, All you hear is Radio Gaga. And the whole fucking crowd goes, Radio Gaga. And you see a sea of <laughs> arms coming up to fucking clap. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Yeah. The way that this man had control of the entire Wembley Stadium, which is like the most famous stadium, even, yeah. even bigger than Madison Square Garden, in the world. Yeah. And, and he had the entire place, because it was filled, the yeah. entire place in the palm of his hand. I was fucking... It was, it was amazing. I was sick with the flu, and I ended up watching System of a Down live live videos. <laughs> and it's just like watching Serge be like, yeah, I want all of you to start a mosh pit, or I want all of you to start running in circles. Uh-huh. And then they pan out. It's like 20,000 people, and there are three huge circles of people going in circle. And I was like, I can't imagine having that sort of like... Control. Control over a crowd, over a crowd that big, well, you know. Yeah. Well, when I when I'm DJing and I say, "Hey, everybody, line up for the electric slide," they, they all it's the same thing. They all get out. It's totally the same and, thing, and, right? It's, yeah, it's absolutely yeah, you the and same. Thing. Down are on the same level. I, I have I mean, the same control. Yeah, you, yeah as Freddie Mercury had. Hold up, hold up. I love you, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a little different, right? <laughs> so the so the the clothes I got to that. So I was DJing. Uh, the clothes I've gotten to that. I'm feeling like that. Uh-huh. I was DJing South by Southwest. It was the last night of South by Southwest, and I'm in this club, and the shit that we had to go through to, to DJ at this club was crazy, right? So my homie DJ Wonder, who works this way in the morning, and um, and uh, DB, 
they DJ's animal status. I just want to make sure I say everybody's name because I just want to be, I'm grateful to everybody that gives me opportunity. So they said, Kai, you want to DJ while we're out here? I was like, bet. They put me out, <laughs> they put us out there. We're supposed, I was supposed to DJ it in between like all these rappers and all these other performers. Uh-huh. We get there, the venue changes while we're there. Okay. Then after the venue changes, the venue says, yo, we don't play rap here, so you can't have anybody rap. So they have to cancel all the performers that they have, right? And they had a stack of performers. Because if you've ever been to South by Southwest, right? A lot of these showcases, they'll be like six hours and they'll have like 20 motherfuckers on the bill, right? Yeah. And this was a show that wasn't trying to like jerk motherfuckers. And just in case anybody listens to your show is, a, is an artist. If you go to South by Southwest and someone's trying to make you pay them to perform for 10 minutes, don't do it. It's just not worth it. I'm just telling you that right now. But anyway... Um, cause like I've been in other shows where they're like charging motherfuckers a thousand dollars to play for 15 minutes Ugh. in front of like nobody that matters. Oh, it's oh, yeah. never good. It's never good. Um, never pay to it's play anyway. Yeah. So it's a scam. All right. So we're doing a show. So at this point now it's like, all right, now we don't have rappers. And then my boy is about to cancel the show. But then his other boy's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just DJ. And so like he convinces the owner, to let them DJ. So we go there. I open and my computer fucks up. Oh God! So like I'm trying to that DJ. That was my I nightmare. I DJ for like 20 minutes. I get off and I'm very mad at myself. Everybody else DJs. DJ Wonder is an incredible DJ. As a matter of fact, he's probably one of my top five DJs I've ever heard in my entire life. He's amazing. And then like everybody else DJs, and then they're upset at the situation. They're like, "Yo, fam, you want to just close?" And I was like, "Bet." I closed, and the way that I had that crowd, like, there's nothing like stopping the song, yelling at the crowd. And telling them, like, yo, you guys aren't hype enough. Let's start this over. Start the song over. And the fucking crowd goes ape shit. Uh-huh. Is is bonkers. Like, there was a fucking... I don't want to say there was a shooting outside. But something happened outside where everyone was running and there were cops. Okay. <laughs> and, like, like, there's nothing like seeing a bouncer have to run to the door and keep the door closed. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, like... But I had, like, the crowd in the palm of my hands. And that's close to that, but I understand that there's a difference, right? So and I, 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 worked at, <laughs> I worked at Fool's Gold, right? And Fool's Gold is owned by A-Track. A-Track is literally, he might literally be the best DJ all around that is on earth right now. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, technical skill, as far as, like, recognition, and then being able to rock a party. Which is, like, there's so many different things. I've been to, like... DJ competitions where motherfuckers are like super technical and I've been to like places where people are just trying to rock the crowd. He's like one of the best at doing both at the same right. time. Now when you say being technical, uh-huh. what does that exactly mean? Like it's like, like quickly like it's, sorry, it's like cutting, scratching, blending and just being like okay. super clean with everything, All right? right? It's 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 a whole it's a whole other level, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this month like he won like the world championships at 14. And like now, yeah, he's like 13. He's like 30 whatever now right now. But anyway, like watching him rock a crowd when there's just thousands of people, like being in like EDC and being on the side of the stage and watching like thousands of kids standing, like watching him on like every breath that he like All fucking right. plays, anything that he plays, they're crazy. Like I've been, I watched him performing like EDC. I watched him perform at Fool's Go Day Off. Watched him perform at fucking uh, Made in America in Philly. Like shit's crazy. And that's like, the level that I want to get to where it's uh-huh. like I look out it's five plus thousand people and then like when you press play motherfuckers are like ah, just lose your mind yeah, like, yeah like that uh, yeah. like that sketch from uh, from Andy Sandberg from mm-hmm. uh, from Saturday Night Live which one 
Um, where, where he plays, he plays like he's a DJ. Yeah, it's a digital short that he does, and he plays like he's a DJ. And there's a big button, and, it's, and, it, says the, and it says the beat, and he's, and he's like. <laughs> bringing his finger down like I'm gonna press the beat and everybody's like oh, and they're all like waiting for, and then like he presses it and everybody goes ape shit like their heads explode and like everything it's but, like yo fat you ever heard of fat Jew he's a comedian I think so <laughs> he's from New York he's actually if you're into wrestling for some reason he's like right in the shop of of, of uh, Ciampa and Gargano fighting each other it's really weird but anyway, he has this whole skit called Leather House, where okay. the whole city is like, yo, I just want to like keep building the beat and building the beat and building the beat, and it just never drops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's driving me nuts. Oh, I, 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 I'd be like, I would lose I'd be like, my sitting there with him, scratching at my skin. I'd be like, all right, come on, man, drop the fucking beat. Yo. And I don't even listen to that shit. I'd be like, all right, come on. Sometime, exactly. You got you to you gotta do it sometime. Fam, is. <laughs> Yo, it's been a fucking weird and amazing, like, ride in life. Like, it's crazy. Like, like remember the first time I went to EDC and I was like, this shit is weird. Like, watching people do Molly is, it was weird for me at first. <laughs> I was like... I was sure like, it wasn't just a big bag of aspirin? <laughs> <laughs> now I was just like, oh, this shit is weird. And then just being like, oh, wow, they just listened to this shit for three days. And it's just loud and it's thumping. And I'm like, yo, I, I don't know if I could do this, but it's just to see that energy and see the positivity there is like, like EDC, like motherfuckers die, but they die from ODs. <laughs> they don't like die because like <laughs> someone's angry at someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. You know, it's funny. Like you, you said something about positivity. Like I, I've never, I, I could never get into like EDM mm-hmm. like I can never get into that because I need I need lyrics you know from I need the I need the music to 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 the song to mean something you yeah. know not just be there you now, know EDM whatever. is just beats and shit right it, it, it's electronic like, dance well, well you know what though and I'm not going to lie mm-hmm. I don't hate it yeah. I don't hate it I don't I, I, I don't hate like it. it I can yeah. I can I understand I get it and and like I'm not going to listen to it but like I I like I can't say I don't like it because yeah. I get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I think it's like fuck. Who's the one? That, is it mm-hmm. Tiesto? That, that, that was yeah, what? He was real big for a while. Yeah, Tiesto. Yeah, Tiesto and and David Guetta, whatever. David Guetta. Yeah. All right. Like I can, I can, mm-hmm. I can dig that. All right, but I can't. I, I don't think I would be. Oh, you know who else I really liked when I was mm-hmm. DJing? Um, was uh, what's his name? Um, Tom Harris. No. Uh, think think back further. World, hold on. Oh, uh, um, oh my God! I know who that is. That's Bob Sinclair. Bob Sinclair. I used Ooh. to love Bob Sinclair. Uh, lo- I love Generation. Yeah, I yeah, used yeah. to love that stuff. But that had that had somewhat of lyrical thing yeah. to it. But for the most part, it's all that like you know. I can't. I can't do that for hours. So at a it, time. It, it really depends on who you listen to, right? So like the person I just mentioned. The pr- my favorite of the like super commercial guys is uh, Calvin Harris. Okay, Calvin Harris finds a way to blend soul. Um, yeah, in, in his in his EDM. So like, if you even go back to like the music to to, to the stuff that we were playing, mm-hmm. it was off the album Eighteen Months. And if you listen to that, like a lot of it, that's like uh, we found love in a lonely place. That's uh, let's mm-hmm. go with Neo. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to it, it's like, and th- well, one thing about a lot of that type of EDM. EDM They'll get somebody that has a dynamic voice, 
they'll sing the song over the track. And if someone's good, like the beat, it'll progress, it'll rise with the person, like singing something mm-hmm. powerful. And um it'll it'll make you feel something. Calvin Harris is excellent at that. That's what I think. Like the song he has out now with Dua Lupa, a uh, one kiss mm-hmm. is like really, really dope. And that's the song that I like to play whenever I get the opportunity. But there's also like like a lot of that shit, like Listen to like uh, Basement Jacks, like a lot of shit from the two thousands. Yeah, like Basement Jacks, Superman Lovers, um, Armin Van Helden. Like, there's a lot of like soul built in there too, because mm-hmm. a lot of it's based off of like like Chicago house and dance shit. Yeah, and a lot of it's like Studio Fifty Four shit too, and it's just it's weird because when we say when a lot of people say EDM, they're just thinking like straight techno. And they're just thinking of like like fucking the Blade soundtrack of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. just like the beat and yeah. there's no words to it. But Smack there's... my bitch up. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> but there's this whole other shit where like motherfuckers are really like singing their heart out. It's just over like a beat with like a, with like a lot of sense. So yeah, a lot of shit like that. Like it's really weird. I've been re like rediscovering it. Uh-huh. Like, um, like I said, I, I mentioned my mix with Oigo. Like, if you listen to it, a lot of it, it ranges a uh, time period. Because I've recently just been like, like I've been listening to Basement Checks uh-huh. out of nowhere. And um, just trying to just find music that's fucking groovy. And it's and it's weird, man. Um, like, EDM, it's, it spans. The same way I would like to think that hip-hop spans. Mm-hmm. The same way that jazz spans. Um, EDM has all these little different offshoots, like what I was talking about earlier, like Future Beats, and there's this whole collective called Selection, where they they uh, they they advertise producers that make like Future Beat sounding stuff like that, where it's like a lot of remixes of R and B songs, but like the beats just a little different, a little groovy, a little faster, a little faster, and then like within EDM, there's like there's like hardcore EDM. And then there's like the commercial stuff that like a lot of cats used to listen to on the radio, and even yeah. the radio has changed. So when we, when you and me were DJing together, at some point we would have to get up to like a hundred and like twenty five BPM and like have to start playing like Zed, yeah, and yeah. like Alesso and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Whereas now. The music industry isn't really producing like that, that sort of stuff. No. As like as much, or they're not beating people in the head with it. Yeah. Um, I even find myself in a weird place, right? So like when I DJ, um, what I try to do is, and this is going to be really weird and super tech, not super technical, but weird. And I say this, I've said this a couple of different times on different places, but I start at ninety, work my way up to one hundred and forty, flip to seventy, and then move back up. Uh huh. And it's just it is and it's just weird. I don't know if I'm overthinking this shit. No, but, but yeah. I, I I mean I do the same thing in in a way not as technical as you do, but like, you know, I mean I I do it not knowing I'm being technical. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like all right, you know how like at a wedding, and I found I, I found this has changed too at weddings. Yeah, you know how. When when we did weddings, we would we would play and and fucking like party 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 party, and then yes. all of a sudden we'd play a slow song because want to get all the couples out there and dance yes. with that. Yes, I hardly ever slow it down anymore. Yeah, at, at any part. I mean, you know, let me let me backtrack. Mm-hmm. Before this wave of music, yeah. I found myself not slowing it down. 
Yeah. Not not playing a song for the couples out there, not mm-hmm. slowing it down, whatever. Everybody, because the minute you did, everybody fucking turned on you. Yeah, and they were like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, oh, "You gotta play for everybody." But it started to seem like more and more and more, less and less people wanted it slow. You know? Yeah. And you you can't, and and as much as I want to please everybody at the party, you yeah. can't slow it down for that one couple out there. Yeah. You know, because you will get fucking eaten alive and because what'll happen is you'll slow it down for that one couple mm-hmm. and you'll never get them back on the no, floor yeah. N- and not the way that you've been doing mm-hmm. and, and like i've i've found myself now at jobs where you know it's rocking like i have the whole dance floor filled yeah. and somebody comes up to me and they're like oh do you have this and i look at it and i'm like i can't play this now yeah. maybe later if it yeah, slows down exactly. But, but, you know, if, if people start to, like, but I can't play it right now. And people get pissed. And I'm like, sorry, I'm not going to fucking ruin the yeah. party because you want to hear fucking, you know, a, a slow-ass Drake song. Yo, so let's, let's talk about requests real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about requests real quick. Well, I, before you get it, I just yes. want to say requests have changed drastically lately. But you go on. So, right. So, I think... So... so hmm. How can I say this? So, like, when you and me were DJing, right? You and me, you and me were doing a mobile DJ life, right? Yep. Mobile DJ life is a lot different from a lot of other DJs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, and you know this, but I don't know if people understand this, right? So every DJ is not the same. There are DJs that are like, yo, I'm not doing your fucking bat mitzvah. Like, I'm not DJing yes. someone's like backyard yes. barbecue. And mobile DJs are a whole different. That's a whole different wave. It's a whole different way to make money. Like, you can make good money being a mobile DJ. And, like, the the dirty little secret of DJing is, like, depending on the event, you might overcharge somebody. <laughs> Real shit. Um, but I digress. So, like, I did that for a while. I did that with you. And then I went to the Scratch Academy. And so I started DJing. Started being around a bunch of cats that DJ in New York, right? So, like, and that's, that's a whole nother way. If you're, like, I'm going to be a club DJ in New York. I'm going to be... I'm DJing lounges in New York, um, or I want to like eventually be a festival DJ, or I want to be a tour DJ. It's completely different, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm out here, I'm running around with artists. Like I've DJed at SOBs, still open. Like I DJed at Urban Plaza, still open, and like uh, like I said, I'm about to go take this trip with my homie Soulcon, and I've DJed for all these other rappers, and that's like that's a whole nother skill set. It's like, all right, I might have. Five minutes before the rapper comes on to DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the crowd hype. Hype up the rapper. Make him seem like a million bucks. Then I'm DJing for this rapper. And it's like, I need to add to the show without taking away from it. Right? Mm-hmm. So depending on who the person is, it's like that's me knowing the ad-libs and then me rapping with him. Or that's me just like playing the songs, getting out the way, and just seeing me engage while I'm performing. Right? Um, and then like... If I'm just doing lounges and bars and stuff like that, it's like, all right, if I got a DJ for six hours, when do I need to peak the crowd? When is the crowd going to be thickest here? Mm-hmm. And then when is it going to be light? So I need to set my setup like that because one thing I don't want to do, I don't want to play the same song twice ever. I never Even do. I never do that. Yeah. Unless, unless and, and again, I'm at a party yeah. where, you know, somebody's paying me and if... If yeah. they were like, oh, play this song, and I'm like, but I just mm-hmm. played it, and they're like, well, fucking play it again, you know? Then, yeah, 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 Then I'll do that shit, but I mean, yeah. I did a I did a party for the 
Um, Queen of England? <laughs> no, nah, it was a. Uh, <laughs> it was called the. It was called the Bone Frog. Uh, oh the Bone Frog Challenge or something like that. It was uh, the Navy Seal. It was a Navy Seal like obstacle course, like one of those like oh, that tough, sounds dope. One yeah, of those yeah, like yeah. tough mutter kind yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I want to do that. And dude, okay. I was there for seven hours. Mm-hmm. Seven hours. I didn't play. I didn't repeat one song. That's amazing. Good job. And like, at the end of the at the end of the day, and what's funny was I still played music. Everybody was done except one person, and this person was lagged real far behind, and was like, and and was alone, and like nobody was like helping him out. So it took him a long ass time to finish. Mm -hmm. And they were like, "Listen, we don't want to make this person feel like shit. Can you, you know, you need to stay until this guy's done." And I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll stay." Like, you know, I I was my day was shot anyway, and not like I was doing anything else. Yeah. I was like, so yeah, I'll stay until this guy's done. So I'm playing to the staff, the, oh, you know, because nobody yeah. else, there's no crowd there. Yeah. There's nobody else that's running. Even all the vendors are gone, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really just the staff mm-hmm. waiting for this guy to cross the finish line. So I played all, I played all this music in, in like an hour span waiting for this guy to come. Yeah. And like. At the end of the thing, when this guy finally crossed the finish line and I'm packing up, this one of the women that, that was working there, she comes up to me. She goes, I listened to you the entire day. <laughs> she was like, you didn't play. She goes, you didn't repeat one song. I go, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, you're going to be here a long ass time. And I was yes. like, you're not, you're not going to repeat a song. Yeah. And I, I, I dug for shit. Yeah. I look for stuff. You know, I played every goddamn song that I could think of. <laughs> you know, I went off track. I, yeah. you know, whatever. And I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna repeat a song." That was like my yeah. goal for the day, because, because yeah. I mean, my goal that they hired me for was mm-hmm. to hype the people up yeah. to go. And I'm like, once that's done, I have a whole other goal. You know, yeah. like, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not repeat a song the entire time. Yeah. For seven hours, I didn't, re- I didn't repeat a song. And this one was like, "Holy shit, you didn't repeat a song." And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yo, that's yo, that's amazing. Because there's motherfuckers that, like, get paid, like, dumb amounts of money to DJ at a club. Uh-huh. And, like, it'll be three different DJs that all play the same songs. Which is fucking terrible. In, in the same night. And it's like, there's something about having integrity and just wanting to be a DJ. Like, being a DJ, to me, means a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Which is... Part of the reason why when I tell people to build me, I just tell them to build me as DK and Marco. I tell them to be as D- not DJ DK and Marco, just DK and Marco. All one word, by the way. You say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest. DK and Marco. But like, I do that because in my head, I always imagine that like one day, DJ Premier is going to walk up to me and be like, do you DJ? And I'm going to have to say yes or no. And mm-hmm. if I say yes, he's going to expect me to be able to like cut, scratch, and like do backflips while I'm on like yeah. on the set, and I can't do that yet. And I'm I had a conversation with you before, and you were like, "Yo, that's just not important." And it's not depending on who you are, but and, to me it is. Yeah, and, and depending on what type of a party you're doing. Yeah, but even beyond that, it's literally like I have a definition in my head, and I have an idea in my head, and I'm gonna live up to that idea. Mm-hmm. And you, and this isn't even your primary form of income, and you have a certain idea in your head about like when someone hires you this is what they're getting Mm -hmm. and that's very important and the integrity that goes along with this is important too because even though like 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 if we're being real for a second right so like 
I'm out here talking about DJing and DJing and the art and the craft and DJing. I think you are a good DJ. Period. Right? And that's that's saying a lot because I don't know if you'd ever really give give a fuck about spending vinyl or like being on Serato and having two turntables, two twelve hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. But the mere fact that it's like I'm gonna go to a party, I'll make sure everybody enjoys themselves, I'll make sure I don't play the same song twice. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna make sure everybody gets their money worth. And even though I'm I'm charging them this, I'm worth this. Yes. That's so fucking important. And it's a like a line of integrity a lot of people don't have. And like I would not feel at all bad about asking you to DJ like any of my friends like anything. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like and that's the difference between you and the, like our mutual friend that employed us at one time. You feel me? <laughs> like uh-huh. and there's this level of integrity and there's a lot of cats out there just they just doing this cuz this shit's fun and they're doing this shit just trying to make money and it's like they don't they don't have that. Yeah. And the people I run around just like just like working so hard and me going to like Scratch Academy and the people that I met there and when like looking at like the artistry that like somebody like a track can just pull out their ass or like do wells or like DJ Pearly shit like that like motherfuckers who are out here who spend eight hours a day in a basement just DJing cutting and scratching yeah and just figuring out new ways to make a song that sounds one way sound completely different right. like looking at that and being able to look at you in your eyes and be like nah you're good at what you do like. That means so much to me, and a lot of motherfuckers don't care about it. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck about it. And that's the difference between us and the motherfucking Spotify playlist. <laughs> like, that's the only way that, like, DJs are still going to be important, and motherfuckers aren't going to be like, yo, I'm just throwing this playlist. hmm And the one thing that you made me think about just now, um, and it's completely off topic, do you remember when, what was it, Sister... It yes. was a nun. Yep. Uh-huh. What was the name? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Something, right? So, like, you were like, yo, she hires us every year to do this dance for these kids. Uh-huh. And you're like, Kyle, I'm going to send you off by yourself. And I was like, all right. And I did it. And the next day, you're like, hey. So, I got a note back from sister or whatever, whatever. And she uh-huh. was like, you know what? It's like, everything was great last night. You can even send back that colored boy that you sent last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, no. She Did said you? that oh she was like, God. dude, she was like, like a hundred years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, yes. I was like, oh whatever. She gets she gets the pass because she's all. Oh yeah. Jesus and she works for God, so. <laughs> well, I mean, we could. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. yo, Jasha, I'm fucking. Were you there? Done. Were you oh, there when? God. Were you there when she did the Dolly Parton? She did the Dolly Parton I impression. I don't think so. No, she I was stuck. Wounds in her fucking. Yes. Stop. I swear to Christ. She, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was, uh, it was. I don't know if her name was Sister Francis from from the Xavier I School or something. <laughs> Yo, oh, she's gonna she's, lose she's her job. Good. Now. She's probably she's retired by now. <laughs> no, but she, no, no, but she was. Imagine no. it's in the paper. Oh no my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but she was, but no, but she was awesome, and and she, um, she did this thing where she she did an impression. Uh, of um, of Dolly Parton, and she came out with the with the wig and put oh balloons God. in her chest, and oh, it was amazing. hysterical. One of my favorite stories of DJing with you yes. was, it was like, shit. I think it was like two thousand. It's probably about two thousand seven, and all of a sudden, people are like. Oh no! You, 
Uh-huh. Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was you, uh-huh. but you played the Cupid Shuffle. And I had, like, never even fucking heard of it before. <laughs> and you just jumped out there and started doing this dance. <laughs> and everybody got in and started doing it. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. So now every time... I played the song. I was like, Kyle, get out of here. Cause I, <laughs> and, I said, and I said to myself, I said, there's no way I'll ever do the fucking Cupid Shuffle. I was like, there's no way I could ever follow and, and do all that shit and whatever. And then time went on. Kyle, Kyle moved on. I moved on. And I started DJing. And, now you had and, to do it. And now, well, yeah, <laughs> I had to do it. Or I would just play it and let other people do yeah. it. But I said, I can't, I can't do that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember I got married in 2010. And we went on our cruise. And there was a DJ there. And at least three times a day, you would hear the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. And like everybody would get up like, oh my God, it's the Cupid Shuffle. And I'm like, everybody's acting like this is a brand new fucking dance. <laughs> I was like, and that was 2010. Yeah. And I was like, and Kyle showed me this shit in 2007. I was like, a motherfucker already knew how to do it. So he already knew this song way before that shit. And I was like, oh my God. But I remember you taught me how to do the Cupid Shuffle. And now it's one of my go-to fucking songs. But I was like, I just remember, I just remember my, my honeymoon. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, the Cupid Shuffle! Everybody's acting like it's brand new, and I was like, this shit's been around for like half a decade or whatever. And oh my god, it's so funny. Three times a day, three times a day it's at that. Fucking music, at that this music shit is so weird and funny. Yeah, like it's so funny. Like when shit hits certain places. Like I didn't even know. So I have Filipino friends. I didn't know that they were oh, super they're, into the fucking all line into line dancing. dancing. Yeah. yeah. That's your thing. for shit I never knew. That's your thing. Like, That's crazy. one thing that the other guy taught me. He was yeah. like, if you ever do a Filipino party, all they want is line dances. You know, you know what? You know what's big in uh, South America? What? Iron Maiden. Good fuck, really? I swear to God, they sell out in Peru and Brazil. They love them. There, there's they some love them. They're it, not it's heavy crazy shit down there, huh? Oh man, but but you know they got all theirs. But it's it, they yeah. love Iron Maiden down there. It's just crazy. But once again, it's kind of like how you said with the Filipino, they like the line dance. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny how certain music will hit certain, certain cultures areas. or certain things, and that's something I never expected. Yeah, you know. But they they love it. I mean, love it. it it's and I I think no, that's kind of cool. You know what else Filipinos love? Karaoke. Oh, yeah, they're oh, yeah. way into it, way into the karaoke. I, ju- I just did a party, entire entire party, Filipinos did the day of Al's party, and I got nasty oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got sick in the middle of a party once uh, this this past day, and like I said, I've been doing this since two thousand five. Yeah, thirteen years, and I have never gotten sick at a party. Not like this. Like I might have gotten a headache, yeah. and, but holy shit, dude! I I started when the party literally began. Like it was a surprise party, so mm-hmm. once everybody yelled "surprise," I developed this piercing headache. And as the party went on, I got I got this like weird sweat going on. Um, I had to, I had the big D, okay, and. At the very, very end of the party, I got I was getting nauseous. And like 
halfway through the party, I just shut down. And I was lucky that I was able to just call people up. But, like, normally, like, you know me. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll sing with everybody. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the party going. I'll be on the floor. Even if, even if it's karaoke. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And I was, I was lucky to get through the party. It took me an hour to break down the, at the end of the night because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with, yeah. with breaking down because I was alone. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. So I had to, I had, I was like in and out of the bathroom as I'm breaking down. The place locked up and I was still, still there. Like, oh, dude, it would, I had never felt anything like that before. So, yeah. so but that was what Jen was going to go to Al's party. Yeah, yeah. And she called me up and she was like, she was like, I'm not going. She's like, the way you sound, she's like, I'm not leaving you alone. I was like, I was like, but I want a representation at the party. <laughs> she was like, I'm fucking staying home. I was like, all right. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even like argue with her, but I, I don't know if that's ever happened to you. But for, you know, in thirteen years, that was the only time. Like, now I got sick. Sick. One time I was with you and I had an allergic reaction. You don't remember? I I was like there was all this food there, and I ate something and it must have been like I nuts. Do, on I the, do remember on the beef it. or some shit. I do remember it. <laughs> you know, like, and I I got scared shitless because I was like, this motherfucker's gonna die. <laughs> Lucky for and you were fairly new at the time. Was I? I, I, just, think remember, you were. I just remember just being like, yo, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go yak in this bathroom. I'll be back. Yeah, I, was like, I, had, I was like, do what you got to do, man. Just stay alive. You know what's funny, man? I don't want to do it. That's like embarrassing. What? <laughs> They're like, yeah. yo, the DJ's throwing up. <laughs> oh, I, I always get self-conscious about that. And you know how I am. Oh, yeah. I yeah. always get self-conscious that if they see me, even if they just see me in the bathroom, yeah. I'm like, oh, like I, I hate that. What were we gonna say? No, I was like, you know, I I don't want to do weddings ever. I don't blame you. Um, I don't know what it is, right? Because so, like I had, I literally have all this experience from doing this shit, like with you guys, but like on my own, it's like I don't want to do weddings. It's so weird. I don't like, I don't like doing private parties. I'm just like, yo, just throw me, throw me out in this club, throw me out in this lounge, throw me out at this like hip hop showcase, whatever. I got mm-hmm. you. Like I'm, I'm gonna rock the spot. But it's like, oh yeah, go go do my aunt's seventieth birthday. I'm like, I don't want to do that. See that that's it's the just... difference between like you know what you do and what I do. Like I, I thrive on that shit, and I I'm real I'm real comfortable at like a bar, but I'm scared shitless to do a lounge. I'm scared shitless mm-hmm. to do a club because I don't I couldn't I couldn't hang that way. Yeah, you know, like I'll, you know, I'll play top forty shit, whatever. But I can't, yeah. I can't go deep, and I can't, and I don't have the skills that you have, where you like truly mix and truly, like I can't scratch for shit. Like mm. I can, I can barely do that thing where you play the song, play the the this uh-huh. a beat from the song that's coming up, yeah, in the middle of the song, yeah, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do that shit, but I can't. I can't do I can't do that kind of stuff, and, yeah. and and for what I do, nobody wants that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, you know, at the seventieth at the seventieth you know anniversary party, nobody yeah. wants that shit. Yeah, nobody really nobody really cares. But like, but like I don't know, it's, it's like shit like that. I'm just like I don't want to be there. I don't want like your drunk uncle bothering me while I'm trying to like figure out the next three songs I'm trying to play. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's rough I, sometimes. Yeah, and also the other thing is too is just like I, I know what I should be charging you, mm-hmm. and I just 
Don't ever feel comfortable doing it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I should be I should be hitting you up for a G right now. But yeah. I, I can't make that come out of my mouth pause. But like, I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's a different skill set. And I'm sure, like, I've done it. And I've just gotten over it. And I'm just like, fuck it. Like, like when a family member is like, no, I really want you to DJ. I will do it. And then, like, it'll be fine. But like, for like strangers, I'm just like, I don't necessarily want to go through that process. But it's, it's so weird. Because it's counterintuitive. Because I literally spent two, three years doing that shit with you. Yeah. And being underpaid for it. Oh, yeah. And I could, like, be overpaid for it, and I'm just still, like, like, you're good. You just, I've referred my friends to so many different weddings. Like, I've seen my friends DJ my friends' weddings when they've been like, God, they want to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd rather just hang out with you guys. I have friends that will, like, fucking kill it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's just, it's different. Well, you see, know? like, because yeah, I, wouldn't you just want to do it for the money sometimes, just because it's an easy thing, it's an easy gig? No, just be like, you 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 want to know the honest truth of it is? It's like, if I go somewhere right, and they're like, "Yo, I want you to do five hours in this lounge, or this bar, or this club," and it's it it's kind of easier because you're by yourself, you're DJing. People are like, "Oh, that's the DJ." You might get a drunk person walking up to you, be like, "Yo, play my request." But you're not really beholden to them. You're beholden to the motherfucker that's paying you. Yeah. When you're doing like somebody's bat mitzvah, and like Aunt, Aunt Annie's walking up to you, and it's just like, you know, Uncle Jeans is like 60 years old, and he would really want to hear Frank Sinatra, and you're literally playing Drake and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm no, I'm. It's harder to be like, no, I'm not doing this shit for you. Especially considering, like, she's going to be there all day. Yeah. And then she's going she's gonna to be in the air the motherfucker that's giving you a check at the end of the night. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is, like, well, I never... should be giving the check in the beginning of the night. See, yeah. And the other <laughs> thing is, too, is, like, and I'm, not, not really not good, I'm not really good at the business part of it. So when I should really be, like, if I should, if the dollar amount should really be, like, X, I'm hitting them with Y. Yeah. Because... I'm being nice, and I also, like, don't feel always comfortable with charging them X. Right, 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 right. Um, but that's just me. That's, like, me and personal hangups and stuff like that. But I also, like, the other thing is, too, is just, like, I want to, I really want to get to a point where it's, like, I wake up, I go DJ at a radio station five days a week, and then Saturday and Sunday, I'm, like, flying out to go DJ somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal, and that's what I want to do, and... The goal is to get there, and I need to work at getting to that point. And it's like right now, it's like I'm not. I don't want to do your backyard party, and I don't have to. And yeah. I, like I could, I don't have to. There are other ways for me to get this money. Like I, if I really, if I was really about it, I'd just be like, you know what? I need to just hit these strip clubs and just be like, I'm gonna work on a Tuesday and Wednesday at a strip club, and. Do all this other shit. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I gotta do. Fam. He doesn't realize. I, I'd be, I'd you carry, do my I'd, I'd carry that speakers in like it's yo. fucking, like, I'm fucking whistling like the fucking seven dwarves. Yo, your you know, boy. I hope, uh, I I hope, hope. the one time I did at a go-go bar, your boy hooked it up. He was like, yo, got his gig for I was like, what? He's like, it's at a go-go bar. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, where? Oh, I'm there. I, I got you. Which one was it? Remember? You know I don't. Is it remember. Patterson? You, I don't remember anything about. You wanna know what I remember about it, the night? There weren't that many that that I did. You know what I remember about this night? I remember that at the end of the night, he was like, the owner of the establishment said, the girls are gonna pay you. 
the girls are going to pay you, and this is going to equal to what you're supposed to get tonight. And all the girls walked up to me and gave me, like, their little payout for the night. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, yeah, you think this shit is great. You think this shit is wonderful, but, like, imagine having to deal with them every night. And I was like, it's okay with me. <laughs> like, My problem with that was uh-huh. I wanted them to pay me, not the girls. Yeah, it feels weird, right? It yeah. feels weird on, on a few different levels. Yeah. And here's Because an, here's another thing. I, I did it, and the girls would leave. Like, they wouldn't stay to the end of the night. They'd, yeah. they'd like, leave halfway through. Oh, yeah, 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 And I'm like, where's my fucking money? And now, what am I, a fucking pimp? Like, where's my money, bitch? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a like... Couple, couple girls out there leaving when they make payouts. Yeah. They're like, all right, yo, I'm out. And, like, they, like they, they pull this shit where they, like, smile at you and, and give you that little, like, finger wave and fucking yes. walks past... And what am I supposed to chase you down and say you you owe me ten twenty bucks? I will say the one night I was there, everybody was very nice, and they came by and they gave my money, and everybody smelled like cocoa butter yes. and cinnamon. So like, I was just like, oh, it's I'm like, pretty sure you were at the sunset, sunset lounge. I mean, probably that place closed down. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. God damn it. <laughs> of course, fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> Everywhere I work, there's a closed down. <laughs> this is literally the first time I've been faced with that reality. It's like, what if it's you? Like, what if you're shutting shit down? Yeah, karma, like, through your you. karma. It might be you, man. No, it's not me. I'm fucking wonderful. It's good thing we're on top of this. Yes. You know, it's a good thing we're on top of this. This is the kind of stuff we, <laughs> you know, we, we can investigate. Yeah, we, we always, no, we always no, pull no. that shit out of people. Nah. Yeah. Pull that out of Serena. Yep. Pull that out of him. Yep. Fuck, I got it. Shit, you really make me think about it. But... Spider-Man now isn't closed. The the give it, out, give it time. The, <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. The Spider-Man now isn't closed. Terminal isn't closed. They just yeah, had a Drake, scandal. Drake's gonna fucking lose all his money. Yeah. Higher. How many shit times now? he's mentioned Drake and Kendrick Lamar? Oh my God, Kendrick open. Lamar is gonna fucking go into a tailspin and oh never have God, another they're, hit they're gonna be ever. Broke. Nah, they're 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 all good. Trust me. <laughs> they can never make music again, and he'll be fine. Wait, wait till. Tomorrow. Oh wait, I forgot to. I just Ken, always said Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Drake. Okay, they're all in some kind of like sex drug ring. And they're all gonna be brought in. The one thing, uh, two things. Broke. I the, yo. Naked and broke. Broke. <laughs> <laughs> the two things I'm always supposed to mention whenever I'm somewhere. One, shout out to my best friend Dana. Two, Drake is Drake was hiding a child, and it took Pusha to uh, put that on blast. Oh. So I just need to, <laughs> need to put that out. Right. Sorry, this is completely unrelated. What will the but, uh, what will the kids at the Grassy say? <laughs> I'm just, this is my point. Every time I go somewhere, I just got to be like, Drake was hiding a child and shout out to my best friend. That's it. Every time I, every time I do a guest spot somewhere. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I do. The views of Kyle are not necessarily the views of Big Super Oh, words again? <laughs> again? <laughs> just because I named somebody? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said he was slimy and greasy, but just like. <laughs> it was just, it was, I don't know, man. For the moment I met him, I was like, Something about this. You know what it was? Because, like, I think earlier that year I also went on an interview. And these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers. Let me tell you about this interview I went on, right? So I was trying to get a job. And I was broke as shit. And so, like, they were like, this is a this is a business opportunity, whatever. So I went there for the interview. So I knew something was wrong when I was in a waiting room. And I heard them doing team building exercises in the morning. Oh. Mind you, this is a Tuesday or a Wednesday. 
If you're doing a fucking team building exercise on a random Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever job you're doing is not kosher. That real shit. Or you or you live in like no, I'm not even gonna make the, the racist joke. But anyway, like fam, like there's something wrong. So we go out. You know what we're doing? We're standing in front of like supermarkets with the uh to asking people to donate money to dare right all right but the scam is this you donate money to dare and if you donate a certain amount of money you get a toy you can either take the toy with you or donate the toy back the person that buys the toy buys them at a discounted rate from disney right so buys to sell yeah Uh so they're buying off-brand, off-season toys from Disney at a fraction of the cost, charging, charging you, you a little bit less than retail, look, yeah. and then the money is going to Dare, right? Okay. When I asked how much of this money actually goes to Dare, when it was he, like 5%. When he said Dare, he did the air quotes just so everybody in the... Yeah, Dare. And if you don't know Dare, what is it? Dare to be different? It's the drug program where people are supposed to, you know, tell you not to do drugs. I don't know what dare was. <laughs> y'all didn't have dare? Drugs again. Y'all, I, I didn't y'all, have, I I have had dare. I yeah, y'all the age where y'all should have had dare. But yeah, I, right? I never had it. But, but really? I never... Yeah. I went to private school, though. I went to, I went to private school, too. Yeah, so I felt it. like dare was like... You had that shit? I had it. I, I was Well, you know what it. it is? Dare is usually run through the police department. And the police department directly works to... They have an officer that's assigned to the school district. And the Catholic Church stays away from the police department. Well, I guess. I wow. Know. Yeah, so we what are we doing? Just... <laughs> How many scandals does my, the... my views are not necessarily <laughs> How many scandals does the Pope have to have to cops was like, God damn it, that was us in Ohio and it was us here. Was... Oh man. Yo, this Pope was getting so much good press and I was like, God damn it! Yep. Oh, yeah. You can't keep yeah. your hands off these motherfuckers! Yo, should have been with this guy already, right? Like, what, what? What, did he cover up for somebody already? No, no, he no, no. He didn't cover he up. He, just, he fucking laid the hammer down. Oh, he did he? Like, yeah, he just has to be the one to deal with it. So, like... Yo, my, my favorite one that he got was that fucking asshole from New York, the Cart... Uh, uh, McCarrick. Wait, what? Cardinal McCarrick. I didn't just, hear about that. He just what? got busted not too long ago. And he was the guy that was going to be going after Ozzy Osbourne at the time. Really? And all the heavy, he, he went after the heavy metal music. I didn't know and that. And of bitch got his. I fucking Good. hated that guy. The whole shit that, does, that kills me is like, why is none of them just like, is this just a straight up prostitution ring? Why is it always like a fucking child? Yeah. Like, none of them are just like, it's like, I know I'm a fucking Catholic priest, but can I just... They're, they're, they're brothels and prostitutes that you, like, run into all the time. Yeah. I'm not saying that's better, but, like, just one of y'all just be like, yeah, I was fucking a madam. Just just one of y'all, yeah. please. Leave the older boys alone. Because when, when they're fucking the madams, they don't say shit. But if they're fucking little boys, that that's that's a problem. That That's a big problem, you know? It's, and it's crazy. they're just, ah, it's just so weird. Or just let like, them take fucking wives. How about that? That's that's what just, that's what that's absolutely what, needs to happen. That's what they should do. I don't understand why. Or take husbands. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, honestly, like, just, honestly, I think I think back in the day, mm-hmm. I think when, like let let's say, let's say there was a guy that's gay. I think they probably sought refuge in the church and tried to repress it by becoming a priest. Yeah, you know, oh, and then okay. and then like you know they become a priest so yeah, they can pray the gay away, way, and then they just couldn't. Control their, their actual control natural yeah. urges. So, so it might. I don't know. I think. I think that might have been. You know. So, what I what I would say is, I get the theory. I don't want to 
I get the theory, but that still doesn't the, the pedophilia aspect of it is, is still a will part. No, yeah. So like there there are a lot of there are a lot of gay people that are prominent in the church and Christianity in general, right? Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I'm not I'm part. not saying I'm oh, not saying no. that because they're gay they're gonna prey on little boys. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that like that they they did it to suppress it, but then here's this outlet. But it, it's you know, so and, weird. And it's like it's so know. weird that like the Catholic Church it's always the same problem though. Yeah. It's never like it's never like oh. Like these, these priests were were really at a like, strip club. Yeah, isn't yeah. it like? Like at no point is it just like oh, like the the priest was like literally you know, having sex because, with mothers. Because what like what that. happens like, is oh, they do that, the, but they get away with it. They they have they have the perfect. I don't want I, I, literal perfect cover. You know what I mean? Literally the perfect cover. Like because they are they are allowed to come to people's homes. You know, with with open arms, they they are allowed to to be alone with children. They are allowed, you know, they're they're entrusted with other people. Yeah. You know, and when you have that, when you have that kind of accessibility, you know, that's what's going to happen. And you know, I'm not, I, I'm not mm-hmm. saying, it, it, like like John said, I'm not saying because you're you're gay, you're going to go for the little boys. Yeah. You know, but but the thing is, if if that's what's in front of you. And you have these urges, and nobody's gonna find out about it. And you know you're you're feeling suppressed, and you're feeling like you're a fucking abo- an abomination anyway. Yeah. Like that's what you that's what you're gonna do. And they they have the perfect cover. That's, now, if they went to strip clubs, people can see them. Literally, yeah, they're they, out in the world. Yeah, but once again, you, know? you go to a strip club, you could drive a couple, you know, you know, fifty miles away. Take your shit off. No, I know, but I'm, I'm, but know, I'm saying... I, no, I, 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 I get know, what you're saying. saying. No, I get what you're they're saying. They're not going to get caught going to a strip club. But they're not going to get caught going to a brothel it, if you want. That's, if, you that's know, what I'm saying. Know, it's like... You never know. It seems yeah. so weird that it's always the same fucking story. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, what Like what about it... And I'm not even going to demonize the Catholic Church because that's where I got... That, like, I went to school 7th through 12th grade at St. Benedict's, right? And from what I know... All the priests were, pr- were pretty on a level. Yeah, the brothers. Kinda they hurt. weren't priests, though, were, were they? Oh, they were. I were mean, they priests or brothers? brothers. They were, yeah, the Benedictine brothers. Yeah, yeah, couple yeah. was a priest. Couple, couple, yeah. So yeah. Had, yeah. I mean, like, I, you, you heard whispers every now and then, but it was like one motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, everybody else was just, seemed super, like, yeah. fucking chilling above board. But I just, it always boggles my mind when it's like, it seems like it's the same story. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe there's, like, all this other shit happening, but that's not the shit that gets publicized. But it just seems like the, the fucking story that I keep hearing over... Then again, they, they do that to marginalized communities all the time. What's well, the hot so like, topic, the same that, story. that is yeah. the hot topic. Whenever they, they get one, they're going to run yeah. with it. They're totally going to run with it. So fucking weird. Yeah, all right. Let's get, yes. get off of the religion and, yes. you know... Like... Not trying I'll to get you flagged and get yeah, you taken down. I'll trash religion any chance we get. No, I know. And that, that's why we're Let's not going to do it. <laughs> oh, right. um, so, yeah. So, now, so where, now where, where are you now? Like, where, like, you know, we've gotten you up to this point. Now, uh-huh. now let's just say, like, what your, your main, like, everyday job is and, and you know. Now everything's in flux. Uh, See, that, now I'm doing weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yo. So, like, if you'd asked me this question a month ago, things would have been different. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah, the place shut down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck both of y'all. Right? <laughs> I mean, I just, I just met you, so I'm going to be nice. Like, like, fuck Kevin. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck 
Um, I get that a lot. <laughs> but nah, yo. So, uh, I don't know. My situation has changed a little bit. I've been used to, like, there was a point where it was like I was working, I was working at a YouTube show. I was working on a radio show. And I was working at a record label at the same time and then DJing on the side. Right now, I'm just working at a, at a, I'm just working at the, I'm DJing, and I'm also um, working at a radio station right now. Yeah, and the radio um, station The radio is- station is Sirius XM. Okay. And like I said, every Sunday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m., you can hear me with uh, DJ Riz and DJ Eclipse and Jewels on the boards and E on a, on a photography, um, and Rap is Out of Control, Channel 45 on Sirius XM, if you have Sirius XM. And it's where we play super, super, super underground shit. Like, I'm talking like the most underground of the underground shit, where it's just a bunch of motherfuckers rapping their hearts out, spitting lyrics, and it's like motherfuckers like Ninth Prince and Crime Apple and like motherfuckers you never heard of. Yeah, if you're not really into this shit, um, but it's a lot of motherfuckers really out here like just trying to rap. Um, and other than that, just like when I when I say I DJ, I DJ it. Uh, DJ at Taylor Public House every Friday, and that's me being um, playing top forty shit. But you know, put my own little spin on it and just playing like a lot of fun shit to dance to. But right now, um, right now, I'm really at a transition. It's really at a point where any fray what I'm doing in my life. And if I could be like real for a second, uh, really trying to because you haven't been real in this past three hours. <laughs> Nah, but the, like we were saying, it's really me trying to figure out who I am as a person, who I am as a DJ, and what I want to do. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm kind of at a crossroads, and where life is, life in the universe is presenting me with an opportunity or just a situation where it's like I'm either really gonna do the shit that I want to do, or I'm gonna have to just go get a job at UPS, mm-hmm. and I don't want to work at UPS. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Um, and I really want to pursue this shit. And like I said, my goals are like, I want to go on tour. I want to do 40 cities in 60 days or some shit like that. Like, I just want to be on a road. Like, I don't have kids. I don't have a significant other right now. Good I'm super you. single. So if you want to make a mistake. <laughs> Come on, just that. I'm saying. If you want to make an STD-free mistake, holler at your boy. <laughs> um, And yeah, man, like. That's what I'm trying to do. And what I really want to do is I want to wake up. I want to wake up, work out, DJ, and be on the radio. And that's what I want to do with my life. And hopefully in a year or two, that'll be my everyday. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's where, that's where I'm at right now. And a lot of that started with fucking you, Kevin. Which is why, like, I was so I was happy you want to be on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I I, I want to say, you know, you've said a couple of times that you know you you've gotten some things that you've taken away from you know from you. from working with me. Me? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. Um, you've gotten some things that you've taken away from me, and and you use it now and stuff like that. Yeah. And you um, you know, you you mentioned that you you think I'm a I'm a good DJ and stuff, and I I, yeah. I really. I really appreciate that, and I really, yeah. you know, I really uh, feel like honored that you that you say that because I, I look at you as like a legit DJ, you know, like I, like I mm-hmm. I do I do mm-hmm. shit for parties, you know, yeah. I do shit for you know whatever, but I feel like, you know, and I entertain a few people, yeah. you know, but I feel like you entertain 
a ton of fucking people. Like you, you do this shit for real. Like you are a professional fucking, you know. And I feel like I, I dick around on the, you know, on the weekends. So when, when you say that, like I, I that really means a lot to me. Um, and yeah, so I appreciate I mean, that. In my life, there are a couple people that like I look at that helped me in my DJ career, right? So like, the first, literally, the first step of my DJ career was me working, me working with you, right? So there's you. There's I went to Scratch Academy where I learned how to like DJ and used to ride on shit like that. So there's Esquire, DJ Nominon, um, that taught me how to use like technical skills and shit like that. The DJ Polarities, DJ Dilemma, that were out there with me when I was in the dirt. And then there's cats like um, DJ Twenty, DJ Nina Azucar, um, and uh, just motherfuckers that really that have supported me. Um, DJ Rogue fucking uh Marine D like cats that have really just supported me through my shit and through my journey and just been like yo you don't suck at this <laughs> and yeah, yeah and like that's the biggest shit and my whole thing is like be beyond first and foremost I want to make a living off this and this is what I want to make all my money off of the second thing is I really want my peers to look at me as a peer mm-hmm. and I'm still working toward that and so for you to just say what you just said, that means a lot to me. So when cats that I feel like have helped build me to where I am today and cats that I look up to, they tell me things like, yo, I think you're dope. I think you're killing the game. That means a lot to me because I feel like I don't I don't hear that a lot. And I don't know how much of the respect that I give other people I garner. Mm-hmm. And that's something I need to work toward. Like I'm not expecting it. And I need to work toward it. And I need to earn it. So I feel good about earning your respect. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel the same. And that's, and, and that's important. And I'm also just happy to like... I really want you to think about, right? So when I met you, what year was it? What did you say? It's like 2005 or something like I that? I started working there in 2005. And he probably so, handed the reins over to me 2006, 2007. So say 2006. Yeah. If you look at yourself in 2006, you look at yourself right now. I'm just going to say, I haven't gotten up. I'm taking a shit text in a long time. <laughs> so, like, so, like... I put my shit, I put my shit list to, to, to rest for a, for a very long time. Which, all I'm saying is this. It seems as though you've grown and you turned into a different person. Like, nah. in the time since then... I'm saying, the time since then, you started a podcast that said, episode... What episode is well, going to be? At, at the time of this, we, yes. ha- we have 46 out. But this, so, 46 episodes. So, that's about... About 48. So, you're closing in on a year, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to close in on a year or doing episodes. You're married. You have three whole new kids, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not even that. You have a brand new job and a new fucking career from when I met you, right? Yeah, Absolutely. The person that you were when I met you was a different person from the person you are right now. Definitely. And you know what that is? It's fucking growth. And if you don't grow, you die as a human being. Yeah. Honestly. So, sir, I appreciate seeing someone grow and grow into who they want to be and who they are. Whether or not you remember this, you said you wanted to start, like, you want to do an animation, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted different people to be the voice of it. Mm-hmm. And... The animation hasn't happened, but the podcast has. So, what you know, what you you started your voice, and you started all this shit that you're like about <laughs> to do, fam. And it's just like that's the point. That's the point of this whole shit. Like, not stopping. If you're gonna do this entertainment shit, 
Like that's the that's the whole point of it. Like growing like who you are as a brand and growing who you are as a person and you yourself is growing as a person. And I'm just saying, congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm I, happy for I you. really I honestly I, I really that's appreciate that those When's the last time your wife gave you a blowjob like that? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. Wow. This is a joke. It's all right, she doesn't listen. So <laughs> listen. I, I, I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> 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 that that was that was a little hard. That's why I stand up the whole time, you know, because I'm like <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so um, once again, we've got Kyle, all right, otherwise known as the Kane Marco. Yes, yes, thank yes. you. Yes, great. Also, job. ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, Kyle's probably not aware of this. Our very first African American oh, guest yes. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about breaking a color barrier, but. <laughs> Um, so, all right, yeah, this this is awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. three hours of fucking talking, <laughs> awesome, and it's not just bullshit. <laughs> no, like, no, it was awesome shit. No, it's awesome shit. Awesome shit. Yeah, he's laughing, but like this is like we have to stop ourselves sometimes because we talk mm-hmm. too long and yeah. we just yeah. can't stop. Yeah, and it's just like, like, well, I can keep going, but he's like, all right, <laughs> we gotta stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, uh, let's reel it back in. Um, so, all right, so we're going to talk about, uh, let's see, plug, plug, time. plug time, plug, plug time. time, uh, talking dads podcast, talking dads podcast on iTunes and Google play, uh, a good friend of mine, Mike, all right, whose wife is about to have a baby. They Woo. just had the baby shower this past weekend. All right. Dude, this lady's been pregnant forever. Jeez, <laughs> Somebody said. I think it was Serena. Is she ever gonna have that? Serena says baby? she has the gestation period of an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> she got what? Uh-huh. The gestation period of an elephant. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, it, it it seems like a long time, but it's really only been a couple months. Really? Yeah, and she's due like next month. Did she get pregnant exactly on the Super Bowl? Because that's <laughs> yeah. what we like. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh, so. It's so like, it, go Eagles! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Big Eagles. Big Eagles. <laughs> uh, Talking Dads podcast. It's, it's basically the, uh, the view for dads. You got all different types of dads. You got uh, a dad-to-be, all right? My, my friend Mike, the dad-to-be. You got dads that have had a couple of kids, dads that have one kid, dads who are kids are a little bit older, all right? But it's different dads' point of view, and they're all basically there to tell Mike, this is what you're in for. Uh, so nice. it's iTunes and Google Play, uh, Talking Dads podcast. Also, Barry's Home Improvements, ladies and gentlemen. Barry's Home Improvements and Handyman Services. Jason Barry, all right, handyman, very good, good at what he does. Uh, he's he's always there at the drop of a hat. He gets there real quick every time I call him, and I'm and I'm in a especially if I'm like in a bind, like yay, uh, it's like zero degrees outside, and my heat stopped working. He's like, I'll be right there, and he and he's there real quick. Um, and his prices are are really reasonable. So that's Jason Berry at Berry's Home Improvements, Berry's Home Improvements dot com eight six two eight nine nine eight three three seven. And if you tell him that. You heard about him from BSP. You get ten percent off Woo. of of the price of your uh, whatever your job is. Uh, once again, also Tune Styles. All right, Tune Styles. Brian and Jay 
on uh, Tune Styles. They have a podcast about music. Two guys talking about music. All right. Um, and also, ladies and gentlemen, brand new episode that just dropped at the time of this recording. Brand new episode that just dropped. It is called The 80s One Hit Wonders. One Hit Wonders of the 80s. And they had a very special guest. All right. Very, an incredible guest. Um, if you guys get a chance to listen. All right. Incredible guest. Uh, me, <laughs> right? I was on the show. I, I, I just Special love how you just saw your opportunity. Exactly. You jumped on a yeah. show without me. Hey, hey, you know, hey man, and, and, uh, you uh, you want to go out to Ohio and hang uh, out for yeah, two weeks? With, with my, this is, this is family, what happens. Yeah, Don't you hey. want me, baby? Nice. Uh, Don't you want me now? <laughs> is that a one hit wonder? Not a one hit wonder. I believe Human Who's League it? had had quite oh. a few. Uh, Human League. <laughs> That's the name of their the band. Good. The Human League. That's okay. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Two styles. All right, they are on Podbean. They are on. Uh, they're not on Anchor. They are on Spotify, I believe. Uh, they're on the Apple uh, Apple app for the uh, for the podcast. Uh, iTunes as well. All right, so, you know, just like our show, just just Google yeah. Tune Styles. T u n e s t i l e s. Brian and Jay. All right, um, and it's a it's a really interesting uh, podcast. Um, also, guys, we have a few different things I need to announce from Anchor. All right, we have Serena. Oh, Serena favorited our podcast. Nice. It's about goddamn time. She, I mean, time. she works for us. Uh, and keep the applause going because Serena applauded our episode, episode forty six. Steve and Kevin Moore stop by oh, part she, two. Oh, wow. She listened, huh? Uh, we have Renzo Howard. Renzo Howard favorited our podcast. Nice. Okay, so thank nice. you, Renzo. Nice. Uh, I'm Chris Dadon. Uh, I'm Chris Dadon One. Also favorited the podcast. Very, mm-hmm. very uh, happy about that. Uh, C.G.E.E. I guess C.G. Applauded the episode. Episode 23, Kevin and Jen's Love Affair, Part 2. Uh, he applauded our episode oh, 18, Putting the Kids to Bed. And he favorited our podcast. So thank you to all those that have favorited our podcast. All of those that, uh, that leave messages. All right, guys. Again, we are... Um, this is Big Stupid Podcast, but before we get into that, Party Boss, all right, the Party Boss Entertainment Company, Party Boss NJ at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all right, that is my DJ company, all right, I do weddings, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, all that stuff that Kyle doesn't do, <laughs> all right, I do, all right, so that's Party Boss NJ, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, Party Boss NJ at gmail.com. If you are looking for a party, whatever, you email me at that, uh, at that address, and we'll talk about what you, what you guys are looking for. And again, you are listening to John and Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. Can I, can I plug Go some, ahead. Can I plug some things? Go ahead. Yeah, plug, go, plug away. Plug right. done. Go ahead. Sorry, real quick. Uh, just want to plug one of the podcasts I'm on. Hard Knock Podcast is coming out every week. We just started. We're only on episode two. Um, so check it out. Hard Knock Podcast. If you look on SoundCloud, if you look on iTunes, you can find us. Uh, you can look me up, Kane Marco, on all social media. That's at T-H-E-C-A-I-N-M-A-R-K-O. 
I'm on Instagram. I'm on SoundCloud. I put up mixes uh, every couple months. Check me out and just follow me on Instagram and I'll say hi to you. And other than that, yeah, I'm single. Looking to meet people. <laughs> Don't really have any uh, preferences as long as you're like cisgendered woman. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. So holler at your boy. No, he didn't just say that. Yeah, no, he said it before. He said it before. My one friend always says that he well, finishes every. He finishes. Oh. Every, he finishes every Facebook post with "Holler at your boy." <laughs> now you said. All right, so yeah, I got a little uh, personal feedback from uh, my sister. Oh, oh, J- and she, and Jane. She, she said, "BTW, tell Kevin it capital letters did not happen." Um, and then she said, whoa. you guys have an alternate universe. Side laughy, side laughy, side laughy, side laughy. Hashtag Mandela Effect. And hashtag, oh, motherfucker, it did happen. Whoa. Oh, it, whoa. it happened. Whoa. I don't know why she's denying it. It's not like, we, it's not like we made out. Are you, you know, we, we just, we just had, we just had a quick little, a quick little smooch. My, my sister. Oh, oh, her, oh, her, her oh sister. Right. never mind, never mind. His okay. sister, she listens to the show. She's back in okay. 1987. She's a big fan of the show. Oh, yeah. right. Big fan of the show. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so once again, this big stupid podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And once again, on Twitter, there is no I in stupid. Uh, once again, guys, I want to thank <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> right, right, right. I want to thank Kyle for coming by. All right, uh, Do I get to come back, John. Yeah, you absolutely. Come back you will you be back man. whenever you want. You got something plug, whatever, or if you just want to bullshit, fine. Uh, John, you got anything else you want to say? Have fun, everybody. Have fun. <laughs>